Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Hey guys, I'm going to say hello. Hi. Peyton has, well she says she's got a headache because I'm being really annoying. He's like, ha. Hey, you yeah. can really dance. Wait, and then she's like, oh, you can really dance. <laughs> and I, I went, I, like one time I went in my mom's room and I saw a Jimmy B. Jones book. Mm-hmm. And I, tonight I went in my mom's room and. We found it. And I remember, no, not we. I found it. Mm-hmm. That's true. So you won't hear this until book seven, part one, and the next one. But we kind of lost this book, and we thought our dog ate it because she actually did eat three books. Mm-hmm. And she I, did. Yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. And um, we couldn't find this one, so I was like, "Ah, oh, yep, I guess she got book six. But we found it. It was in my room. Yeah. I had like a senior moment, and I probably brought it into the room with me. Oy vey, right? Okay, let's yeah. get to it, sis. Chapter six, daydreaming. Miss took attendance. Attendance is when you say, I'm here, except for you're not here, you just have to be quiet. Also, we said, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. That's called opening ceremonies, I think. <laughs> After that, we sat down. Miss passed out our workbooks. She told us the pages to turn to. It was work about different kinds of shapes, like circles and squares and triangles. I am a breeze at that stuff. And niangles. <laughs> yeah. And triangles. And wiangles. Wiangles. That is not a word. Yeah. I am a breeze at that stuff. Only I couldn't even concentrate very good on account of, I kept daydreaming about that birthday party. Daydreaming is just like a night dreaming. It's just like night dreaming, only it's not night, and you're not asleep, and you're not dreaming. I kept on thinking about how everybody was going to that party. Oh, here I go. Oh, hey. Oh, now you're yawning too. Did you know yawns are contagious? What does that mean? That means if I yawn, you'll yawn. Crazy, right? Yeah. Only not me. I was the only one in all of room nine. I wish Lucille and Grace weren't going too, I thought to myself, because that would be nice sports of them. After a while, I tapped Lucille. You are my bestest good friend, I told her. Lucille smiled at me. You are my bestest good friend too, she said. I touched her new dress. You look very precious today, I said. Lucille fluffed her dress. Thank you. You look precious today too, she said back. I touched her fingernails with polish on them. I wish you and me could be twins, I said. Me too. I wish you and me could be twins too, she said. Just then, my whole face got happy. Lucille, Lucille, I just thought of something. You and me can pretend we're twins. And we could do everything just the same. And so Saturday, you can come to my house and I will put nail polish on my nails just like you. And you will stay home from the birthday party just like me. 
Lucille didn't say anything back. Oh, man. Yowza. I tapped on her. How come you're not talking, twin? She thinks she's a twin. I said, how come you're not saying anything back? Because I want to go to the party, that's why, said Lucille. I did a huffy breath at her. Yes, Lucille, I know you want to go to the party, but you and me are twins, and twins have to do everything together, just the same. And so if I don't go to the party, then you can't go to the party too, on account of that is the twin rules. No. No, it's not, said Lucille. My cousins are twins, and one is a boy and one is a girl, and they don't do anything alike. I jumped up from my chair. Yeah, only that is not the kind of twin I want to be, madam, I yelled. Miss snapped her fingers at me. Sit down, she hollered. Madam? Who's madam? Like Missy, ma'am. It's just another word for that. Miss snapped her fingers at me. Sit down, she hollered. Just then, that gem I hate turned around in his chair, and he laughed at, laughed real mean at me because I was in trouble. Turn around your fatty head, I said. <laughs> Only he didn't turn it around. And so that's how come I had to run, on, run to his table, and I had to turn it around for him. <laughs> oh, my God. Jody P. Jones shouted, Miss, what are you doing? I'm turning around his fatty head, I explained. <laughs> Look, she's trying to turn his head around. Miss hurried to where I was. Then she quick took my arms and marched me to the hall, and she pointed to the principal's office. I, I think I'm going to yawn every two pages. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, she said, real angry. I did a gulp. Yeah, only I'm not actually supposed to go there anymore, I said. Because me and mother had a talk about it, and she said... For me not to get sent there again, Mrs. Face got red as a tomato. She started counting numbers. One, two, three, four. And that's how come I hurried up and walked. Because teachers who count numbers are the scariest kind there is. (laughs) Chapter 7, My Story This Time by Junie B. Jones. My, My teacher counts. Does she? But probably nicely. Yeah. Your teacher is like a Disney princess. She's wonderful. She doesn't like do it when you're in trouble, I think. No, she is so, your teacher is the sweetest, huh? Mm-hmm. Do you want to say hi to your teacher just in case she's mis- listening? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. If you're listening, Miss Morgan, hi. <laughs> is she your favorite teacher you've ever had? Mm-hmm. I have a feeling Miss Morgan's going to be your favorite teacher you've ever had for a long, long time because she's just too good. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to be able to beat her. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay, let's get back to reading. Chapter 7, My Story This Time by Junie B. Jones. Principal is the boss of the school. He lives at the office. I have to go there when I'm unruly. Unruly is the school word for not being ruly. That means like not following the rules. There is a typing lady there. She isn't allowed to smile. Sit down, she said. She pointed at the blue chair. Yeah, only I don't actually like to sit there, remember? Because that is where... The bad kids sit. And I'm not even bad, I explained. I explained that to her every time I go there. The typing lady leaned over the counter at me, and she made her face look scary at me. Sit down, she said. Jeez, these people are mean. I know. Oh, my gosh. I sat down. Then I pulled my frog jumper over my face so nobody could see me. 
pull your skirt back down, said that typing lady. Yeah, only I'm not allowed to do this because I have on, I'm allowed to do this because I have on tights, I said. See them? They're green with little tadpoles on them. Just then I heard the principal's voice. Well, well, Junie B. Jones, what a surprise, he said. My mouth dropped open all the way. Hey, I hollered from under my dress. How did you know it's me under here? Because you can't even see my face. Lucky guess, said the principal. <laughs> After that, I uncovered my head, and me, me and him went into his office. I climbed up that big wood chair. <sighs> Why does reading make me so tired? Mm-hmm. Mm. Principal looked very tiredish. Oh, me too. <clears throat> he rubbed the sides of his baldy head. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. What's your story this time? I sat up straight and tall. My story this time by Junie B. Jones. Once upon a time, I didn't get invited to a meanie boy's birthday. And I am the only one in all of room nine who isn't going. And so that's how come I will be moving today. Only mother brought me to school very stiff. And then I was a buzzing bee. Only Crybaby William is a squealer, and Lucille won't be a good twin. So then Miss yelled at me, and that's how come I had to twist that Jim's head around. And now I'm sitting here in this big wood chair. I folded my hands on my lap. The end. Principal put his head down on his desk. I peeked at him. Are you lying low, I whispered. He sat up again, and then he called my mother on the telephone. These two talk very often. This time, they talked about the birthday party and how I'm not invited. After he hanged up, the principal looked nicer at me. I guess sometimes we grown-ups think we're the only ones with problems, he said. We forget that even when you're little, life can be tough. Can't it, Junie B. Jones? Yes, I said. Life can get your goat. Remember her grandmother told her that? Ew. I'm sorry. Yes, I said. Life can get your goat. After that, me and him went out of his office and he lifted me on he lifted me onto the blue chair again. I want you to wait here a minute, he said. There's someone I have to talk to before I can get this settled. Yeah, only guess what? I don't actually want to sit in this chair, I explained, on account of this is where the bad kids sit, and I'm not even bad. Principal thought and thought. Then he snapped his fingers. I think that we might have the perfect solution, he said. He went to his office and he brought out a giant shopping bag. What if you hid, what if you, we hide you under here, he asked. What if we hide you under this bag? No one will be able to see you at all. I jumped up and down, very excited, because hiding is my favorite thing in the whole wide world. That's why. Principal sat me in the chair and he put a giant shopping bag over my body. Oh, over my head. Whoops. Hey, who turned out the lights, I said. Then I laughed and laughed. Because it's called comedy, of course. He bended my knees and pulled them under the bag. And I hugged them real tight. Now all you can see is the tippy toes of my shoes. I said, very happy. This is the perfectest solution I ever saw. And so how did you even think of this wonderful thing, I asked. Only the principal did not answer back. Because he probably went back to his office already. After that, I hided inside my bag and... I hided a real long time. It was a jillion years, I think, and guess what? This is taking longer than a minute, I said from inside there. The typing lady didn't answer me. Yeah, only, guess what else? My knees are very bended and squished in here, I said, and so this isn't good for my circulation, probably. 
Just then, my legs started squirming all around because I was getting ants in my pants, that's why. Hey, doesn't anybody have any ears? Get me out of here. No, because I'm at the end of my rope in this thing. Plus, also, I'm getting antsy in my... And then all of a sudden, someone yanked the bag off my head. It was a scary typing lady. Pants, I said very softly. She took me back to the principal's office. And guess what? That Jim was in there. He was sitting in that big wood chair. And principal was frowning at him. Junie B., our friend Jim here has something he wants to say to you, don't you, Jim? asked the principal. That meanie Jim didn't answer. He just kept on looking at his feet. Principal tapped his fingers. We're waiting, Jim, he said. Then that Jim did a huffy breath. And he said the words, I'm sorry. Principal raised his eyebrows. Sorry for what, Jim? Tell Junie B. what you're sorry for. That Jim stared at his feet some more. I'm sorry I didn't give her an invitation to my party, he said very grumpity. But your mother told you, didn't she, Jim, said the principal. Your mother told you to give an invitation to every single person in your class, but you got mad at Junie B, and you decided not to give her one. Isn't that right? That meanie boy did the shoulders up and down. I guess, he said real soft. Principal crossed his arms and so what are you going to do to correct the problem, he asked. That Jim waited and waited, and then all of a sudden he got down from his chair and he holded out an invitation for me. My stomach did a flippy flop. For me? Is that really for me? I said very squilling. Then I snatched that thing right out of his hand and I zoomed all around the room. Oh boy, I said, is this really for me? Is it really for me? And so now I'm not the only one? I zoomed all around the big wood chair. Principal looked nervous of me. He hurried up and opened his door. Then I zoomed right out of there and I didn't stop until I got to room nine. Chapter eight, running, ruining my Saturday. On Saturday, mother woke me up from sleeping. We have to go to the store to the store and buy Jim a present, she said. I did a sleepy yawn. Yeah, only I don't actually like that boy, I explained, and so you can go by yourself and I will trust your judgment. I pulled the covers over my head. Mother pulled the covers off again. Then she made me get dressed and she made me eat a banana. And she made me go to the store with her. She holded my hand and pulled me behind her since we don't know what he already has. Let's get him something unusual, she said. Let's get him greasy, grim gopher guts. That's unusual, I said. Mother made a sick face. She pulled me through the store. We went past the bathroom stuff. I pointed. That? Let's get him that. I said, that's unusual. Mother sucked in her cheeks. We're not getting him a toilet brush, she said. She pulled me past the pet stuff. Matt, let's get him that. I said, that's unusual. But mother said, no choke chain. Then she just pulled me past the tools. That's when my eyes popped right out of my head. That, let's get him that. Look, mother, look, I love that thing. I run to it, speedy quick. It's a tool belt, see? It's just like Grandpa Miller's, only it's made for little children like me. See it, mother? See this wonderful thing? Mother took it down off the shelf. Look, I said, it has a hammer and a screwdriver and some pliers and a flashlight and a real, actual, live bubble in it. Plus, also, there's a pocket with nails in front. 
I jumped all around. Can I try it on? Can I? Please, Mother, please, please. Mother shook her head. No, we're not shopping for you today, Jenny B. We're shopping for Jim, remember? I know it. I know we're shopping for Jim, I said. And so this can be for his birthday. Only first I have to try it on to see if it fits. Because him and me are both the same size, I bet. Finally, Mother fastened the tool belt on me. Ooh, it has Velcro, I said. I love this stickery stuff. Can we buy it, please, Mother? Can we buy it? And take it home to my house? Mother thought and thought. I don't know, Junie B. Something tells me this is not a good idea. I'm afraid you'll want to keep it. No, I won't. I won't want to keep it. I promise, Mother. I promise. I promise. So finally, Mother gave in to me and she bought the wonderful tool belt. It, I held it on my lap all the way home in the car. Then I runned to the house and I zoomed in my room and I put that thing on me again. Now I can do odd jobs, I said, real thrilled. I took the hammer and I tapped the wall. Then I screwed a screw with the screwdriver. Plus, also, I twisted my teddy's nose off with the pliers. Oh, my gosh. Only, actually, I didn't mean to do that one. I patted his head. Breathe through your mouth, I said. Just then, Mother's voice hollered at me. Junie B, it's time to take your bath, honey. I did a frown. Because mother was a little mixed up, I think. I hollered back, yeah, only I don't even have to take a bath today on account of it's Saturday. And Saturday is my dirty day. <laughs> mother came into my room. I know today is Saturday, Jenny B, she said. But you're going to a birthday party. And when you go to a birthday party, you have to take a bath. Plus, we're going to have to wash and curl your hair. I backed up from her. No, I said. Because nobody even explained that to me before. And so it doesn't even make sense on account of I hate that meanie kid. So how come I have to cl get clean for him? Mother looked at the end of her rope. When you go to a party, you take a bath. Period. End of discussion, she said. Then she left my room and started the tub. I sat on my bed very glum. Darn it, I said. Because that stupid boy is running my whole entire Saturday. Mother hollered. Mother hollered some more. Junie B, could you bring, please bring me a tool belt, please? I need to get it wrapped. Darn it, I said again, because I don't even want to give that to him. I looked down in it. I touched all the wonderful tools. I love this darn thing, I said, real sad. I'm waiting, shouted Mother, but I still didn't take it to her. Just then, I heard the bath water turn off. My heart got very pumpy. Oh no, I said, because now she's going to come and get me. And I'll have to take, and she'll take my tool belt away. And she'll wrap it up for that meanie guy. I jumped off of my bed and run to my room. I gotta hide. I gotta hide. I run everywhere. Darn it, because there's not even good hiding place in this dumb room, I said. Junie B, mother screamed. I heard her feet. They were coming for me, I think. Oh no, I said, oh no, oh no. Then all of a sudden, I grabbed my wonderful tool belt and I zoomed to my door and I nailed that thing shut with the hammer. My mother runned to my room and she pushed right through my nails. Junie B. Jones, what in the world are you doing in here? She shouted. She looked at my door. Her eyes got very bulging. Were you hammering? She said you were hammering nails in your door? Just then, Daddy runned in, too. Where in the world did you get a hammer, he yelled. I tell, uh, tell him, Junie B, tell your father where you got the hammer, growled Mother. I pointed at her. She gave it to me, I said. Just then, steam came out of Mother's head. No, 
know I did not give you that hammer, Junie B. I got that hammer for Jim, and you know, and you know it. After that, Mother picked me up, and and she sat me on my bed, and she growled. <sighs> she growled more mad words at me. They were, I cannot be trusted to have an actual real hammer. And I cannot be trusted to have a real actual tool belt. And I am never allowed to have nails until I am all grown up and I believe, and I live in my own apartment. Daddy walked up and down in front of me. Why, Jimmy B? Why would you do such a thing? Why would you ever nail your door shut? He said. I started to cry a little bit. Because, I said. Because why, he grouched. Because I felt pressure inside me, I said. Because that party is ruining my whole entire Saturday. Because first I had to shop. Then mother said I had to get my bath and wash my hair. Only I don't even like that meanie head boy. And so how come I have to get clean and give him that wonderful tool belt? Because what kind of deal is that? Mother did an angry breath. This was your decision, Junie B. She said, you're the one who wanted to go to the party. No one is making you do it. I wiped my nose on my sweater. Yeah, only if I don't go, I will be the only one in room nine, I said. And that is the saddest story I ever heard of. Daddy sat down next to me. Why, he said. Why is that sad to spend your Saturday the way that you want to spend it? Why is it sad to spend the day having fun instead of wasting it on a boy you don't like? Mother sat down too. That doesn't sound sad to me, she said, Mother. That sounds good, in fact. No, that does not sound good, I said, very snapping. What is so good about being the only one? Daddy did his shoulders up and down. Lots of things, he said. Like you'll be the only one who doesn't have to take a bath. Have you ever thought of that? And you'll be the only one who doesn't have to wash her hair, said Mother. And, Daddy said, you'll be the only one in room nine who doesn't have to give Jim a present. How about that one, huh? I sat up a bit straighter, because that one was an excellent, that's why. Mother ruffled my hair. And what about Grandpa Miller, she asked. You haven't forgotten that he invited you to his house today, have you? Just then, my whole entire mouth came open, because I did forget about that. The toilet, I said, I forgot about that toilet, because me and Grandpa were going to fix that thing. And we were going to touch that big ball thing that floats on the top. Mother made a face. Lovely, she said. I know it's lovely, I said. And so I have to get over there right now or else Grandpa is going to get to touch it and I'm and not me. Then Mother looked at me very strange and Daddy went to get his keys. Mother and Daddy made me take the tool belt back to the store. They made me give it to the man. Here, I said, I cannot be trusted with this wonderful thing. Then the man smiled kind of sad sorry sis he said that's okay he said because the nails didn't actually work that good he gave me my money back maybe when you're older he said maybe i said plus i might get a toilet brush after the store i went to my grandpa miller's he was working in his garden and i ran my fastest at him grandpa miller hey grandpa miller did you fix it yet did you already fix the toilet he twirled around not yet, he said. Not yet, I didn't. I've been waiting for you. And so just then, me and him hurried up and we got our tools and we run upstairs. When we took the... Then we took the lid right off that thing. I flushed all of the water right out of it and I touched the big ball. This is fun, right, Grandpa? Right? 
This is the time of your life, I said. Sure it is. Of course it is. My grandpa Frank Miller, said my grandpa Frank Miller. I laughed very happy. Hey, grandpa, guess what? I am the only one, I said. He looked confused at me. I am the only one in room nine who's fixing a toilet, I explained. Then grandpa Miller and I laughed too. You're really something, he said. You're... You're really something too, Grandpa, I said back. Then I hugged him real tight and I climbed on his lap. I told him the secret in his ear and guess what else? I whispered, I still would like a goat. (laughs) Well, it looks like Peyton fell asleep on us. Peyton? Yep, she's out. Okay, guys, see you for book seven.